Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Huddle with Monica D. Livingston, a safe space to dialogue, create, celebrate, and gain the tools to execute and dominate on the field or in life. This is the place where we discuss the fumbles and the touchdowns, the struggles and the successes. This is where we come to get better. So huddle up. Before we get to uh, the guest today and really open the show, I want to start doing these little pep talks, right? Uh, I've got a new company. You guys will be able to get my pep talk audio uh, real soon. We're going to be releasing that. Just little tidbits that if you don't have time to listen to the entire podcast, you can go to pep talk and get a little audio to get your juices flowing and get you going. And the one today is on effort. Are you giving maximum effort? So we're going to pay a bill real quick. Uh, that's Nirvana Water. And then after that, uh, we'll come back and you'll listen to what my thoughts on effort. Ah, need to quench that thirst? Maybe just recover from your workout? You need Nirvana HMB. It increases muscle strength, reduces muscle recovery time, and decreases muscle loss. Nirvana HMB, living longer by living stronger. Listen, it is clinically proven muscle wellness in every single sip. Natural spring water infused with transformative science, providing life-enhancing benefits to every body and every body. So let's talk about effort, right? Let, let's talk about effort. Here's an important thing to remember. Effort can turn into talent. And, and we always say that in the, in, the, in the sports business, right? If you're coaching a team, if you got a kid that, you know, is giving you maximum effort, that's what coaches say. That's all we want. Somebody's got heart, which which really equates to giving us maximum effort. I can do the rest. I can turn them into a talented player. I mean, you also have to be a talented coach. But if someone is giving you maximum effort, there's so much room for improvement and growth and, and you know, just great things to happen. And so my question to you today is, are you giving maximum effort to everything that you should be giving maximum effort to? Are you giving maximum effort to the relationship that you're in? Are you giving maximum effort when you go to work? Are you giving maximum effort uh, to things that you're involved in in the community? I mean, are you giving maximum effort when you're cooking dinner? Like, put your foot in it and, and give it maximum effort. Here's why it's important, right? It is important because when we find these places where we can be lazy or not give us maximum effort, they become contagious into the rest of you. They kind of spreads, almost like a disease where it spreads. So, oh, I don't really care about anything but work. I'm a grinder at work. I'm a grinder at work, but I don't care about this relationship. I don't care about the community. I don't care about working out. I don't care about these things. Well, it, they fester. And then next thing you know, you're not doing so well at work or in your career or your business. And so I guess the charge today is give maximum effort. See if you've got a dial where you can turn it up. If you've been rocking and rolling on five, try to explode up to 10 and just see what it looks like. See what kind of response you get when you walk into a room and, and instead of giving that presentation on five, you give it on 10. 
see what kind of, uh, I, I guess, reaction you get to people when it's time for you to stand up for your community and, and whatever that looks like, that you just turn it up that dial and give maximum effort. I think that people respond to you differently when you are doing your absolute best, pedal to the metal, giving maximum effort. If you find yourself in a place where you can't give maximum effort, you better figure out why. What is it about that 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 space, that relationship that you're in that makes you not be able to give maximum effort? Maybe you need to abandon that bad boy. Maybe you need to jump that ship and say, you know what? This is not my speed. I can't do it. I've been trying, but never mind it. So it's okay to quit something and start something else. If it's not working for you, get out of there. But the challenge is right now, give it maximum effort and see. Because see, some of us have just been given eh, lackluster effort and we're like, I don't know why it's not working out or they don't recognize me at work. Well, they don't recognize you because you, you want a five. Give them 10. Give them 10 plus. Give them all of you. Pedal to the metal and see if effort will turn into talent. See if your effort will move the needle for you in whatever aspect in your life you're struggling with. And if you're already winning and you're already on a 10, what about 10.5? What about 11? See, there's always another you in you. There's always another gear in you where you can turn that up. So let's do that. Let's do that this week, man. Just just give maximum effort. I mean maximum effort. Claim it, do it, be it. Listen, this day isn't going to do itself, so go be great. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Sponsor alert, new sponsor. That's right, you can. It's a new sponsor of The Huddle with me, Monica D. Livingston. Caffeine and sugar highs don't last a full workout. When you're training, you need something that won't spike your blood sugar and cause a crash. You can. Superstart steadily releases energy so you can keep your foot on the gas and in your workout on a high. It's trusted by over 400 pro and college teams, top dietitians, and coaches for long lasting energy that's easy on the stomach. Achieve your personal best with a you can. Learn more at youcan.co. What's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston. That's right. That's me. I am your host. And this episode is, man, this episode is so full, chalked, just just littered with so many gems and knowledge uh, that I had to turn it into two parts. I, I mean, I just had to. Um, Juan Pablo Vazagi is my guest. He is an actor. You've probably seen him in things of, like Magnum P.I., Blue Bloods, um, what else has he been in? The Blind Spot, Law and Order, SVU. That's one of my favorites. He was in a movie, um, Don't Back Down, with Viola Davis. I mean, you name it. This this guy's been everywhere. Creed, uh, Homeland, just a really good guy, but who's been doing this work for a long time. And so we discuss effort and passion and, and how hard work affects both of those. We give you some tips, not only to just how to make it in the business of, of acting and, and theater, but also life. Because here's the thing, every single thing that he talked about can be applied regardless of where you work, what you're passionate about, what you're doing, what you're thinking about doing. Like I said, it's just littered with knowledge. Um, so I had to do it in two parts. You know, normally we look at this and we go, oh, what can we cut? What can we edit? And uh, there was nothing. There was not one thing that I said, oh, well, we should take out this part and we should, you know, never mind this part. I thought, 
all of it has to stay. And so you guys have to wait and do it over the next two weeks, then so be it. Because this is a two-parter and we're doing things differently, as you know, on the Huddle 2.0. We also had some fun. We did our two-minute drill. Um, and then we that led into some very unique conversation, specifically about whether he would rather have a conversation with his ancestors or future great-grandchildren and why. And I really thought his his answer to, you know, why was uh was was unique um normally i get a different answer to be quite honest but i i loved what his answer was and i think you'll just have to keep listening to find out so when we come back it will be part one of two so we'll pay some bills real quick and the next voice that you're going to hear our i slide team captain is juan pablo vazaga the Huddle with Monica D. Livingston Team Captain segment is sponsored by iSlide USA, the place to get your favorite team slides, NBA, WNBA, NHL, MLB, and more. You can also rep your college colors as you slide around campus in a pair of stylish and comfortable iSlides. And if you're feeling creative, design your own pair of slides. That's my favorite part. I get to put whatever I want on a pair of slides. Visit islideusa.com and get started. Use code MONICA. That's right, you heard me. Use code M-O-N-I-C-A at checkout and receive 15% off of your total purchase. And while you're there, take a look at my personal collection. I designed each pair myself. Go do it now. Stand in what you stand for with Islide USA. And welcome back from commercial break there. This is another episode of The Huddle. And our iSlide team captain today is Juan Pablo Vezaga. Vezaga, how that, man? Come on, Monica, get together. Juan Pablo Vezaga. That's it. Juan Pablo Vezaga. Now it's like better now, right? That was awesome. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Juan, for for joining us today. How are you doing today? Well, first, thanks for having me. It's, It's a Saturday morning. It's beautiful here in uh, in LA area, and it's just it's it's gleaming with just an abundance of of everything that we want for the weekend, right? I, I love that. I love that you get some family time. Also, you guys didn't see it, but in our our pre call, um, Juan had his uh, super tech person <laughs> in there helping him get set up. Um, <clears throat> your tech person, we'll give a shout out to your tech person. Yeah, my there, tech Juan. person, Joaquin, uh, my ten year old. He is he is uh, <laughs> helping me get through the digital age and transformation as smoothly as possible. So that's right. The 10 year old guys, that's, yeah. that was the tech person. Is he taking, uh, is he taking jobs? Will he help anybody or is this just specifically for dad? I think it's specifically for dad right now, Okay, but um, okay. he might transition to mom once I give him a little bit of free time, you know, <laughs> you're keeping him busy. Well, I listen, Definitely. I'm hoping that you're busy. You are an actor. So you came into the huddle, you know, the huddle is all about, just giving people that want to listen some advice that they can take and you utilize in their daily life. And I think one of the things that's important to me, um, as you know, the huddle, I played sports and in every huddle that I ever had, some of the, the best things came out of that huddle. It was an opportunity for us to get together in a cohesive environment, know what the goal was, discuss it, be creative and go out there together and attack. And whether that was to score a touchdown mm. or to score a basket or whatever that was. And so I wanted to create an environment where people could listen to this. It wouldn't, you know, interrupt your entire day, short and sweet. But if you're struggling with something or, or you want to get know something about business or entrepreneurship, 
entrepreneurship or acting where, you know, you don't want to Google it or try it on yourself. I want to bring experts or people that are living the experience into the huddle so that we can all huddle up and ready break and go out there and achieve in life. So again, thank you for, for entering the huddle as our iSlide team captain. Um, let's talk about your acting career. First, give me some background uh, on, on little Juan, how little Juan grew up, and then and then take me all the way to that moment where you decide to tell the people closest to you in your lives, your your parental figures, whoever they are, hey, I want to be an actor, and how that went. So talk to me about little Juan growing up, and then run me up to when you proclaimed, I'm going to be an actor. I can't wait to hear about that moment. Yeah, I, even saying I'm an actor now, um, reflecting back to when I was you know, growing up at the rec center, at the, at the, you know, the Fairfax County uh, rec center at Wakefield, mm-hmm. Wakefield rec center there. Yeah. Uh, before it was Audrey Moore, I was taking acting classes at like eight years old, but I never thought I'd be like, I am an actor. Right. And um, that, that didn't come until later. Like I felt like I had to, you know, prove myself as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of things I would, I would have, uh, done a little differently, um, in, in terms of myself, but in terms of the acting hitting me, like, you know, brick wall, like you got to do this and coming back to me, there's just little splurts of like moments in life where it was just like, Hey, try this. Hey, now try this. You know, now I'm 12 years old. Oh, there's a play, uh, at your, at, at the school, try, go try out for that. And then you slowly yeah. build this, like, uh, piece of entertaining you know and for me that's what it was at first it was entertaining it was getting people to come around come together and watch a story that that Mm. we had been you know training for and rehearsing for and so for me that's the the story element um started to come out for me early on um but the vision of to act uh didn't really hit me until later in life you know I, i did stuff in high school um, in college, I, I didn't do any acting. I went to Virginia Commonwealth University and I didn't study. VCU in the VCU, house. VCU, okay. baby. All right. Yeah. VCU. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't pursue acting there. I, I went into business and marketing and, uh, that was, that was solely because, uh, I wanted to find some place where I could still get in front of people and present and do some type of, uh, not entertaining at that point. I think I was just using my skills and habits as best as I could. Yeah. Well, it's influence, right? Yeah. Like it's still the same, right? In business, I would think doing a presentation or pitching something, you still want to have this influence and mm-hmm. in acting, you still had a, it's kind of the same thing an influence on people, whether to make them cry or, or, or sing with you or sad or laugh yeah. or yeah, or whatever that was. So yeah, that doesn't seem as far of a, a stretch for me. I can I can totally see that. What was there any pressure to have a real job? Like you know, oh, yeah, did you totally. feel that? Okay, I, yeah, my, okay. Well, I, you know, I, my parents were both are, are, are both immigrants, or, or and they they definitely instilled uh, you know work hard culture and getting you know attaining your goals is going to be solely dependent on how you perform at what you're trying to do. Um, right. My parents came from a, a totally different background and upbringing. Um, um, I would say that, you know, you know, the typical story of my, you know, the immigrant 
father or mother coming over with a few hundred bucks. And like, that's the story mm-hmm. we all get told. And that's really how, how close to, um, you know, the, the finances that they were in at that time. So yeah, it's, it's, I understand their, their reasoning and on why they pushed me, you know, to do stuff away from acting, which is, they kind of did. I mean, my mom was like, mom, I want to, at 18, I was like, mom, I want to go to New York. I want to pursue acting. I, 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 I think I can do it. You know, at that time I'm just a right. teenager. What, what do I know? I, trying to get, get ahead in life already at, as a teenager. And, um, she's like, no, why don't you try this? She showed me a book. She was studying. She was in college at the time when, when I was 18, uh, oh, she was good. taking classes to get her degree. And she was like, she was taking business marketing. I looked it over. I was like, all right, so I can't go to New York. You're like, you're not going to help me with that. And she was like, <laughs> right. I, I'd like for you to go do this first. And I'm like, well, what do we do? Let's go do that. And that's what I did. Um, but that, you know, they say the acting bug, but that pressure to act and to perform still stayed in me. You know, I still yeah. did. Uh, I still did talent shows at VCU. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, they even did. Remember, say what karaoke. Yeah, yeah, of I did course. Yeah. Karaoke at VCU. I got second place. Oh, that shocks now. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, <laughs> and I did, I did modeling also at VCU. Okay. So still getting out there, right? And still getting on a stage and doing something. You know, even right. talent shows, I performed uh, Spanish ballads and and Ricky okay. Martin and, and stuff like that. But <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was always there. Yeah. Yeah. You can't shake it when it's when it's in you. Right. You Mm -hmm. can ignore it. But at some time it's going to pop and rear its head. And that's why I always tell people you really go ahead and just follow your dream because you're not going to be able to hide from it. And so you might as well dive into it, give it everything you have, make sure give it maximum effort, hope it turns into talent and then, you know, let it rise. The hope, the hope. Yeah. The hope that it turns into something more. Or, right. or leads you or guides you into something greater, which at this point, Monica, like in this moment of my yeah. 39 years of age right now, I cannot believe uh, just by sticking to my passions, my loves and my interests, that culmination in the last just six, seven years has like, boom, here you are, you know? Right. And when you're working for something and doing the work. And that, that yeah. was the difference. I mean, we, we could, when we talk about the career, it's the work wasn't being done at first. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that because here's, here's clearly what, what I heard you say. I'm here now. I'm comfortable. You get to provide for your family. That's yeah. Right. Live a life that you, that you enjoy living where you want to live by following your passion but you put the work in, right? There are these people that think that, you know, I, I bet it's kind of like sports. I think that there are some basketball players that I could go find in the streets of Washington, D.C. that could square up against LeBron and those guys. Great it's just ballers, different right? circumstances. Yeah, yeah, just different circumstances and exposure and things of, of that nature that kind of mirror you know, yes, you need some luck and you need some hope, but you also have to be prepared, right? Because luck doesn't knock on unprepared people's doors, I don't think, right? And you have to take advantage of opportunities. What does the work look like for an actor that, because what we see is the final product. We see you on TV. We see in things like Blue Bloods and Magnum PI and we go, man, you know, but I imagine there was a lot of no's and a lot of steps in between before that. What does the work look like? 
Well, I, I, I started at the bottom level. Okay. I would say the bottom level, meaning I am totally ignorant to the world of acting, but not just that there's a bigger world of the entertainment industry. Okay. So I first wanted to learn the simplest way possible and just watch. So I did a lot of background work. Okay. Okay. And that, you know, while doing background work and you're, you're a background artist, you're, you know, you're, if the, you know, everyone knows a background talent there. Is it like an extra? Yeah, it's extra. So there. Okay. Yes. Um, and there's so, so many different levels of being an extra and then background talent. And maybe you're featured, you know, then maybe you're the next one is you actually have a line and, you know, a, okay. five, a couple, a couple words, and then you actually have lines and you're a co-star. And then, but so you go back down to the ladder and you're starting off as an extra or background talent. You're there literally to observe as much as possible. You uh, okay. take it all in. You are trying to learn the lingo. You are trying to learn what the actors are doing on their time off. You are learning mm. eye lines. You are learning camera depth. You're learning um, uh, line of vision. You're learning everything from, uh, you know, how how the the PA will talk to you. The, the production assistant will talk to you and then go and uh, how the um, director of photography will say his you know, words and lingo to the director. And you're just kind of like picking up slowly the right. things and it all makes sense. The more you, you just keep going back to it. And that's what I did. Just kept going. Now, are you making money at this point? Yeah, or so is this, this is like, before, okay. this was before I was, I was a SAG after a member. Um, but, and wait, this is, this is, let's see, 2005. I started background talent acting. Yeah. 2005. And then 2006, I joined SAG after in 2000 nine. So okay. that was about four years of, of five years of, of doing background as well as increasing my um, network and people knowing who I was in the DC area. I would, you know, start in the DC. I started in the DC area, but I went back to Richmond and I, I had contacts in Richmond. So I got with some agencies down there and then went up to Philadelphia and got with some agencies up there. Um, I was still doing background work down in Richmond too, and Philadelphia too. Okay. My network kept growing and I kept learning from other people that had been doing, it. you know, their pitfalls, their, yeah. their, uh, reasons for doing it. And then how, how long that actually stayed in them. And, and I, I became great friends. I'm still really good friends with like, you know, maybe a handful of, of people that I came across in the background world, but those people have committed themselves also to the lifestyle of acting and the work right. that goes into. So, you know, some of them have done amazing things and, and moved up and some are just shooting around their area and they've developed another way of, right. of being in the industry. And so they're making that, production. That's important. That's important. So you're telling, you're telling people, you don't have to go move to New York tomorrow no. or move to LA to if you are really passionate about acting and if that's what you want to do and entertain people, you can do it locally. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't understand that. Talk to us. What, what does that mean? Yeah. So, so say I want to do it. I'm, I'm in, I'm in Virginia. Where do I go? Okay. Like, are you in Northern Virginia or? Yeah. Northern Virginia. That's the only way to be, man. (laughs) Northern Virginia is such a great hub spot. Um, That's, that's where I started. 
you have you have about four different agencies just in, okay. in the DC area. You go up to Baltimore, you have a couple more. You go up to okay. Philly, you have a few more. You know, you, you let your parameters be like maybe two hours from DC, three hours. Right. So you still have that. You have Philadelphia region and Richmond region. Now you have a big market, like a big yeah. market size to, to work with. Um, you just get online to on a few of the background casting situations that they send out emails for. You can get in with a few casting directors, which will bring you in directly. That's another thing in being in Virginia, Northern Virginia, DC area. You don't need an agent. The mm. Casting agencies work directly with you. Now, if you have really? an agent, oh, directly with you. Yeah. Because it's a, uh, I believe it. So there's a site like, like today now I'm not really going to do this y'all, but I want to walk people. To say what, so, so I, I would get on a site and there's a job that says, Hey, we are going to be shooting at, I, I don't know, uh, in Washington, DC at the, on, on Pennsylvania Avenue. And we need some people walking around in the back while we shoot this scene. Mm-hmm. And I apply, fill out a little something, upload a headshot, that they will see that I would look real good in the background. And then I wait to get an email that says, be here from seven in the morning to seven at night. And we're going to give you 50 bucks. And then it starts there. That that's, that's how it starts. And if you're non-union, that's usually how it starts. I think the rate right now for non-union background work is about 80 or 90 bucks, maybe a hundred. I think it broke a hundred recently, actually. Um, But if you're union, it's almost double that. Okay. So eventually, if if it's something you want to work towards, you I think once you get like a certain amount of waivers from being background, they might give you a waiver if you get bumped up or if you get appeared on on camera or something, then you can join SAG AFTRA. Um, but they have the production has to give it to you. Um, but yeah, exactly what you explained is okay. how you would you would set up your profile. There are a couple of different profiles online that you can set your uh, photos in and, and submit. And uh, yeah, that's that's really just how I started on Craigslist. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I saw I saw an ad for um, shooting a Vespa commercial in okay. in uh, Crystal City. I was going to say Delray. They used to have the Vespa place on Route 1. That's the only place I've ever seen Vespas is, yeah, Crystal yeah. City, right? And I think it was, I believe it was Cafe Asia. Okay. Yeah, I just, it just popped in my head. And um, Tracy Lords, the um, adult film film star. Yes, yes. uh, uh, She was the main, she was the lead of it. And it was kind of like, really? Like a fairy tale dream kind of commercial or kind of situation. I was in line to be one of the background talent, just standing outside in the line of Cafe Asia, waiting to come in and they're going to seat you down because it's a dinner dinner scene. You know, she, okay. she's supposed to be daydreaming about something. And they're like, hey, let's bring this guy over to the main table. And that was my first job. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Right. Oh, You're like, I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> mom, I moment. told you. I told you, mom. <laughs> right? You, don't, you yeah. probably didn't tell mom exactly who was going to be in the commercial, though, right? Right, right. No, but you'd be surprised how many times those Hollywood magic moments would hit you and be like, could this be it? Could this be it? Right. Oh my gosh, this is it. It's not. You're, I mean, it's, it could be. It's, it's not. It could right. be. But where I where I am now is a culmination of just 
grinding and grinding and grinding and getting and getting booking, you know, out of 20 auditions, you book one. You're like, yes, thank you. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. well, you get that part from the sales and marketing. Like, you know, you got to yeah, go yeah, on a bunch of them. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. To get, to get closer to that. Yes. Right. If you mm-hmm. go on two auditions, probably statistically speaking, they're both going to be a, a no, but if you go on a hundred, then you get closer to that, that yes. So that that's cool. Okay. So you're there, they pull you out of line, you go to the main dinner table and the shoot goes off perfectly. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and he's like, so we're doing rehearsal and he's like, all right, you guys, the director, um, he's like, you guys, around the table are bored out of your mind. And I'm like, okay. So I did it. And he was like, then double time. So first he picked me and put me in the main table. Now he's like, you, I want the camera on him, on me. I guess my, these eyes gave it like a really like, I'm bored. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And I was like, yes. Oh my gosh. Right. And then shoot and action. I couldn't do it again couldn't do it. I'm like, what? Uh, he was like, and he was like, I just want you to be relaxed and then be bored. And I'm like, okay. And I just kept doing something with my face, like right. dropping everything. Like, uh, right. Right. This, is, this isn't it. He's like, that's not it. That's you look sleepy. It. <laughs> right. I went bored. Um, but so the cool, then we didn't, I, I don't think we ended up getting the shot in retrospect. Like looking back at it, I don't think we got the shot. I was like, oh, oh man, like, oh, they, move you from the, did they was, tell you to get up from the table or did you get no, to stay? No, I still stayed. I still stayed. Okay, the right. look was still there. The look okay. was still there. Um, so, but, but after that, um, I realized that the whole point of, of me going there was learning about this place in DC called the studio theater. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right in um, the waterfront. Now. Uh, the waterfront, yeah. Oh no, Studio Theater. That's um, that's the arc. Studio right. Theater Studio is theater is up on um, R Street and Seventeenth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Correct. Right next to the Ethiopian restaurant. Yes. Yes, I know exactly where. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um. So I learned that some of the actors there were taking classes there, and and I remember this one girl asking the guy, and this guy was wearing this awesome like jacket, you know, red kind of. Japanese influence with long black flowing hair. Like this dude was uh-huh. actor. And, <laughs> and she, she was like, so do you consider yourself an actor? And he goes, well, I do consider myself an actor. And I, I listened to him and I was like, he said it just so, so simple that like, I am an actor. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, am I an actor? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm here too. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but I realized after that I had to do the work. I had, there was not, not that I had to do work. I knew I had to do the work, but I had to commit to doing more work. Mm. Uh, and so I looked up the studio theater and started my, you know, I had two years training there. Um, and that's where I met Lindsay Zarniak. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Lindsay, we, uh, Lindsay and I go way back. We did a, um, uh, funniest sports celebrity in Washington, D.C. for a charity event when I was playing football for, for the D.C. Divas. And she was there awesome. as one of the contestants. And she I was I was a champion for the previous year. And then she came the next year. And 
I ended up being second place, but I, Lindsay had a writer. I, I wrote all my own jokes <laughs> and whatever. Yeah. She had some help and that's been the running joke. But since that time, we we've, we've been friends and, and remained. Uh, I can always count on her for an interview and we've done some other stuff together. So she's she's super cool. Yeah. So she was at the studio doing what? Taking classes, taking classes. Yeah. And, and uh, in all of my acting classes, I always have someone that I'm like, I've seen you or I know you or right. you know, the wife of someone else, you know, okay. or, or the husband of someone else or, or a, the, the husband of a director or, a, you know, it, it's the business is so big. And like, and when you go in yeah. these classes, these intimate classes, it's just one-on-one and it doesn't matter who you are. You come into these acting classes, especially the really good ones and everything just drops. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. And you get to explore and try new things and you, you leave it at the door. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's an amazing feeling. So it, it can be therapeutic, right? Oh, it can be totally. therapeutic. Yeah. Not only I, I'll tell you, yeah. I'll be very honest with you. Out of all of my college classes, I, I cannot tell you any professor I ever had except for Sam McCready. He was the intro to acting all of the athletes had to take it when they, you know, um, they picked your schedule for you. I get into this class. I'm like, I have zero interest in acting. Why am I in this class? I, as soon as I walk in the door, I see, oh, there's other people on my team there. It's basketball. I see ba- the entire baseball boys team is, oh is in there. I see wow. tracks and I'm like, what is this about? Well, of course they thought it was just going to be an easy, you know, class for us. But Sam McCready is so engaging. And I still, to this day, remember some of the stuff that he taught us like improv improvising or imp- how do you say it? Improvisation. improvisation yeah. Yeah. And like, we had these things in a, in a box and then we'd have to make this skit and we didn't know what was going to be in the box. And I'll be very honest, those skills have been helpful in life and being able to pivot, you know, in business meetings and, and things of that nature, facial expressions, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, how to communicate so that someone sees themselves in you. All of those things I learned from Sam McCready. And I also learned how to do this red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow <laughs> The red leather, yellow leather, red leather, <laughs> yellow leather, five times, baby. I can say it five times. Yeah. Don't ask me about this sell seashells now. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, it can be super impactful. I'm not surprised. So, so I would tell people out there if you want to shake up your life, find an acting class and get it. At not only Ooh. you know, even if you don't want to act, That's because nice. the, the skills. Up yeah, the yeah. skills that you're going to learn there and meet different people and probably people that are outside of your your norm life. Right. I think that that's a, a excellent takeaway. All right, let's fast forward a little bit because I'm already over on time, but I knew you and I were going to probably suck up a lot of time being able to talk. Right? Yeah. So so okay, that commercial doesn't go as planned. Sure, right. How do we get from there to where we can now see you on TV? And do you remember the first? time you had a role a speaking role on tv and after you knew you landed it who did you call and tell about it first okay uh so from that time start i was in the classes doing grinding You're doing theater right background work, yeah theater classes and then i was okay. uh doing background work doing some print jobs you know some industrial jobs where industrials are where you do a, a film production it's um, usually intended for in-house for companies. 
Okay. Or they can yeah. also be used for like military. So I did a lot. Okay. I mean, a lot of military Those training videos, yeah. right? Okay. I, right. I, I'm in a couple FBI ones, army recruitment, um, Booz Allen Hamilton talking about, you know, whatever stuff they, yeah. they contract out and, uh, tongue twisters that like that in itself, this is all learning on the job. I mean, I learned right. how to teleprompter, how to use teleprompter, how to use an ear prompter, how to like, I didn't go to school or class. I, I learned on the job because wow. half the time, you know, you're saying, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Well, when the time comes, you better know how to do it. Know right? how to do it. Right. So, uh, I did. And I learned, I learned on the job and it was quick, um, which led to my next one. And I've, I finally booked a role on, on the Hallmark channel and three days before shoot, my agent in North Carolina contacts me and says they have decided to go another route and they made a nurse. I booked a nurse role coming out of a helicopter. It was intense scene. It was, it would have been fun. They changed it to the role to a female role. It's like, all right. And then I was like, that was my first TV. Like that, I was distraught. I was like, there's no, how can I come back from this? Like, right. I'm really heavy and really deep on my, and, and hard on myself. And especially at this age, right? You're trying to, you know, build a career. You're trying to, yeah. at, at that time, you know, figure out who you are and, and these, these opportunities land. So a few weeks go by, nothing happens. Um, and I get a videotape audition. No, no, no. In-person audition. Uh, down in South Carolina for army wives. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was one line. And I remember the line it's, you can probably pull it up on, on the IMDb, but it's like, dude's <laughs> running by. And I, I'm at the audition and, and I'm just imagining all this for the audition. Right. And it's happening. I was like, Hey, LeBlanc meetings this way. And that was it. One line. Start walking away. Uh, I, I do the audition. I, I get in my car, start coming out, get the call. Hey, you booked it. You got to come back next week. My agent, because it's in South Carolina. She's in, right. I was in Virginia. It's like, oh my gosh, I did it. So for a whole week, I'm wondering, are they going to release me? Are they going to let me go? What, what could happen? And all the, ne- just the negativity just starts yeah. coming in and seeking in your head. And like, oh, it was the longest week ever, but I did do it. <laughs> Uh, being on set was great. The experience was great. Um, it, the first person I called after I shot it was probably, who did I call? Well, definitely my agent, but right after that, I think I definitely called my dad Yeah. because at the point at that time, like my dad was really helping me, uh, getting me to places sometimes like early in the morning, he would drive me to some certain places. Like if I had to be on set early in the morning and stuff. Or wow. That's support. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was really yeah. supportive. Very supportive. Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I, I broke my leg once or I tore my uh-huh. meniscus, and I was in like my third or fourth week of healing. And I got an audition in New York and he took me up there. Like he drove me just for one audition and came all the way back down. Like I did a lot of that mega bus stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, that support. I mean, I, what I hear clearly is you got to be willing to do the work and to do anything. In in, I mean, it sounds like you've done all the different aspects. You didn't just say, "Oh, I'm only going to be in movies." You done the background work, the industrial stuff, and that's not the that's not the glamorous stuff, right? Yeah. That's not you, you know who's watching. 
Boone's Island training video, except for the people that work there, right? right? Like you're not walking around. If you say, hey, Monica, guess what? I'm probably gonna be like, okay, Juan, congratulations, man, Ooh. but I'm not watching it, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. or like the, the actors at the CPR in first aid videos. <laughs> I often think of them. I often think, did you tell anybody that you were doing this or are you on your way or is this it, yeah. <laughs> right? And now I know that they're hoping to just, you know, have this be a part of their learning process, but you got to put the work in. You got to be willing to do any job in order to get wherever it is that you want to go. And yeah, I think that's, I mean, within reason, everything, right? For sure. Yeah. Definitely within reason. You got to set your parameters and know what you're able to do. Um, you know, and, and it's all about learning who you are, like learning more about yourself. How much can you take? How many no's can you take? How many miles, right. how many miles can you drive in? I, I, I shot this one just quick, real quick. I shot this one, oh, take time. one movie in Portsmouth, Ohio. After I, for, for three days, after I, I was a cop, but after I wrapped, I drove straight back to Northern Virginia, six hours, didn't stop once. The Honda, I, I, I borrowed my mom's Honda Accord and it's, maybe it was like five and a half, but it, the whole thing was like full of gas. And then just, there was like just enough. And I went straight to my parents' house. I didn't get, I didn't go to the bathroom. I straight five and a half, six hours, Whoa. got out, was wobbling to my dad's front door, laid on the couch. And my dad came over and he was a, a professional masseuse when he uh -huh. came to the States. Um, and so he just always has been like working on our, our back, our shoulders, right. knees, legs. He, I was like, dad, please entire body. All by oh my god! You didn't eat or anything. Just, just straight snacks. through. I think I had two bottles of water, a Pepsi, um, some gummy bears, protein bars, and I just I just wanted to get home. Like that's one of the yeah. things. Like whenever you're you're working your way, um, I just just want to get home. Get get home base, home base. Let's talk about home now, right? So so we can kind of fast forward a little bit. We're gonna have to have you back. That's just all there is to it. But uh, because you dropped some incredible gems, especially for people that are thinking about doing this uh, full time or want to get in acting. But even if you don't, I think everything that you said resonates. Hard work, put in the effort, increase your network, you know, make sure you don't have to go big in order to be good. Start where you are. Start with what you can do, grow. excel, right, and grow into these different spaces. Um, but in all that work, seems like it's paying off. I told you guys that I mean, good, good energy from this guy, right? Like he knows what he's talking about. Um, he's got me out here thinking I can be an actor. I'm just going to and it is actor, no more actress. I mean, as you probably heard, we talk about that, but um, start somewhere, right? Why not? Why not? Why wouldn't I take me a headshot and apply for these little gigs and walk around in the background and give me a little money as being an extra I can be an extra, extra, and the next thing you know, you'll be reading all about it. Boom, yeah, see what I did there? Um, anyway, part two will be next week. Uh, just keep listening, and as always, thank you guys for the support. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please, please, please leave a review. You can find more information on me where I'm speaking at www.monicadlivingston.com. 
shoot me a text say hey monica i love the episode um hey i want you to come speak with my my students hey i want you to come speak at my company 703-898-2754 you can find me on all the social media platforms i think i'm livingston 3636 but just put monica d livingston in there google me baby and you can find me until next week this has been another episode of the huddle with monica d livingston and this is our 2.0 version doing it different baby booyah thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.